Hey, hey, hey. It's okay if you're dancing right now. In fact, you have to be dancing right now. Welcome to the I Am African Party. I, I mean, podcast. I believe in asking the difficult questions, starting the uncomfortable conversations, proposing unconventional solutions, and of course, breaking tables. I am your host, Vera Ezimor. Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to episode 28. Today, we're talking about how to save money, even when you think you don't have the money to save. I don't know about you, but one lesson I learned from this pandemic is the need for extra money, the need to have money stashed somewhere, the need to have extra hustles, or or let me not call them hustles, extra sources of income. But, um, whether or not you have more sources of income, today's episode is about how to save money. We're going to be looking at the many ways we waste money without even knowing. Because sometimes you're like, oh, I barely have enough to cover my bills. I can't save. So I have a financial expert, Ronke. She's here to tell us how to do just that. I'm not going to talk too much. I'm just going to let you listen. Enjoy. Hi, Ronke. Welcome to the I Am African podcast. Hi, Vera. Hi, it's so nice to finally have you on. We've been planning this since last year. Uh, When when I was going to Nigeria, you were so jealous. (laughs) I was, I absolutely was. Yes, yes, Well, I'm back and I'm here live and direct. We're here to talk about how to save money, even when you think you don't have it. I initially titled it, even when you don't have it. But I felt like that was confusing people. Like, how will I save money I don't have? So I, I changed it. I just added the two words, even when you think you don't have you it. You don't have right? it. Yeah. Because sometimes you do, and maybe you're spending it on something else. But before we go on to that, let me tell you guys a little bit about Ronkare. Ronkare is a personal finance expert and the creator of the Bulletproof Life program. She has helped many people turn their lives around positively simply by teaching them to adopt the Bulletproof Life, which is about taking continuous actionable steps to achieve financial freedom, career progression, and business growth while living an intentional life. I do love the word intentional. Uh, That's like a a reigning word these days, right? I like the word intentional. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. She shares her bulletproof life knowledge through her YouTube channel and her social media accounts, which everyone as usual is going to be mentioned. She's going to mention them at the end of the episode and I'll put them in the show notes also. She's a chartered accountant and a management consultant with about 16 years of experience. Ronkia in her day job has led and delivered finance and program management solutions for blue chip companies in Europe, Africa, and Asia. She's also a published author, a serial entrepreneur, a mom of two, and she is married to an amazing man. Hi, Ronke. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Yes, yes. And we can see each other. So this is very nice. She's looking very, she's looking very beautiful. She suggested we, we um, record the video and I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) She's looking very nice. I have a bonnet on my head, so no. <laughs> so um, the other thing, I usually tell people how I met the host. I don't actually, the guest, I don't actually remember how I met you. Blogging. I mean, blogging. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. I was trying to remember from where exactly, because sometimes the relationships just go and then like, okay, this is just somebody I know. I don't really remember from where or when, but yeah, blogging then to Instagram. And then I think to Facebook or one Facebook. before the other. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I interact with you now more on Facebook. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm more on Facebook these days than the other one, so that makes sense. And so Ronke started her YouTube channel. I remember when you started that, and you're doing such a great job with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The the things you talk about are very um, relatable. Yeah, they're very relatable. So you're doing you're doing a really awesome job on that. Way to go, girl. You're doing way better than me. I'm like YouTube. No, 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 no. <laughs> you really should do it. It's fun. Thank you. I'm happy it's for fun. you. <laughs> it's a whole community of people. And I'm sure it is. You and I love you. And we're going to love it if you come. You are trying. Keep waiting. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> I told you if somebody will do all the background work for me, I'll be more than happy to sit in front of a camera. Somebody has to do my makeup and my hair. Okay, there isn't really much to do with my hair. But my makeup, set up the lights, do the editing, do the promotion, then I'm there. <laughs> until then. Until then. Okay. <laughs> so we are here to talk about how to save money. Even when, you know, um, we're in a new year. I know we're already almost done with the first quarter of the year, but it's still technically a new year. Last year was quite a year uh, with the pandemic. People lost jobs, people lost incomes, people lost homes, businesses. Um, I don't think I've, as I've ever thought about multiple streams of income as much as I have recently. And that's um, a lot thanks to the pandemic. Uh, I didn't, I was one of the fortunate ones that didn't lose my income but what if I had, that's the only income I have. I only have, I have one stream of income. Um, and I'm, I'm good at saving money, sure, but I still have one stream of income. And uh, there are people who have multiple streams and are still struggling to save money. Um, because I think that when we hear about money being saved, that you think about really big amounts of money, you know, like, and not necessarily how the little drops fill up the bucket, right? So let let me turn it over to you, Ronke. Um, what are some practical ways of saving money? Thank you, Vera. Um, I think the first practical step I would say you should take if you want to save is to budget your money. And when I say budget, okay. I mean a bare minimum budget. So a lot of people, when they hear the word budget, they think you're telling them to scrimp, you're telling them to live a suffered life. Right. But what I, what I mean by budgeting and what budgeting really means as the word is that it's a plan. It's okay. a plan for your money. So always make a plan for your money, no matter how low your income is, no matter how varied it is, no matter how infrequently it comes in, make a plan for it. Sit down and make a plan. Now, for you to save, especially if you're somebody who thinks you have no money to save, uh -huh. is for you to make a bare bone budget. Make a budget that includes only the things that you absolutely need to survive. That okay. means your rent, your mortgage, your food, your bills, those absolute needs. Those are the things that you want to put into your budget. Once you have those things in your budget, everything else that is left is within your control to either save or spend. And at that point, that is when I give the second advice, which is to save before you spend. So once you've budgeted mm -hmm. your money and you've covered the essentials, mm -hmm. whatever is left, decide how much of that you want to save how much of that you are able to save 
and then save it before you start spending at all. So um, the other problem that a lot of people have is when I say essentials, they put in things that are not essentials into that spare budget. <laughs> and then they start saying, Money for chubby life. There's nothing left because to be frank with you, Netflix is not an essential. If you are going to hey, Amazon, how are we going to chill? Essential. Those things are not an essential. What, what I mean by essential <laughs> is that you don't, you won't die without them. Right. But if you don't pay your rent, the risk of being homeless arises. Right. right. Um, if you don't pay your bills, your heating, your gas, you can't right. cook, you can't have heating in the house. If you don't pay, in the UK, we have council tax. If you don't pay that, you can take into court. Um, if you don't pay your internet bills, then you can't right. have internet to do your job. So right. those are essentials. Those right. are essentials. Your internet is an essential. However, Netflix is not an essential. Is is it good to have? So right. it's being able to recognize what is essential and what isn't for a right. lot of us. You, you will see people who say they haven't eaten this week, and but they have money to buy data to spend ages on on Facebook, and that's right. what they buy data. Right. So it's being able to identify the essentials, cover them in your budget, and then decide how much you want to save from what is left. Now, if you do that, if you make a budget and your essentials are not covered. Uh by your budget Uh at that point then you realize that you do need to increase your income that's the honest truth okay so if you're earning money that doesn't cover your essentials you either need to increase your income or you reduce the cost of your essentials so some people are living in a house that's beyond their income right so when they want to do that bare minimum budget, they will say, well, I've put in my apartment, it's $3,000 and nothing is left. But do you need to live in a $3,000 apartment? Right, right. What, what if you get a shared flat? What if you live in, um, you don't have to live downtown. What if you live a little bit far away from downtown? What if you live right. away from the center of the city? What if you right. live uh, somewhere that's not so pricey? So it's about looking at your essentials again and asking yourself if they are priced right for your income. You know, okay. you need internet, but do you need the, do you need the um the most expensive bundle? Right. Yes, you need a mobile phone, but do you need the latest mobile phone? Do you need the the biggest contracts that the provider has to offer? The hundred dollar right. one is that the one you need? Or do you need the sixty pound contract, or will a fifteen pound contract do the same job? So it's for right. you to identify those essentials, but make sure that your essentials are priced right. You know, if you're, if you are living alone or you're a family of two and you live in a five bedroom, you have right. too much house. You have to right. watch house. So those kind of things um, impact your ability to save. Mm-hmm. As a okay. That makes a lot of sense. I'm feeling proud of myself because my phone is four years old. <laughs> I keep wanting a new phone. Every time Samsung comes up with one, I'm like, nope, I'm going to wait one more year uh, <laughs> for the phone. And we're getting more expensive. A thousand dollars for a phone. Like what? Yeah. Okay. Now, what percentage of our income ideally should we save? All things being equal, let's say we're living in the right house for our income, where we're we're not spending money on things that are not essential. Is there a percentage or ratio of our income that we should be able to save? So I I say 20% is a good number. Okay. 20%. Some people will be able to save more. Right. Um, If you've saved up enough into your emergency funds, which is the amount of money I think you should save away before you do anything else is money that you need to have for emergencies. If you lost your job today, it's the money you need to live on for six months, which is why emergency fund is six months. 
yeah, it's six months of money to survive on. Right. It's not six months of your pay because you don't survive on all of your pay. Right. You survive on money that's less than your pay. How much is the barest minimum you can survive on right. every month for six months? That's how much you put into your emergency fund. Right. And um, when, once you have your emergency fund saved, um, I would reduce your savings to 10%. And okay. I would And I would invest 20% because it's time to grow wealth. Oh, so let's break down the math. Let's say you make a thousand dollars a month, right? Uh, you said you have to s- ideally save 20%. So that's $200, right? Yes. So you have, if you make about a thousand dollars, you should be saving $200 a month. And if yeah. you've saved up everything, six months worth of like how much it will cost you to survive for six months, right? Without yeah. income. And then yeah. you start saving 10% for, yep. uh, what's it called? In your savings, right? Yeah. And then the other 20 for, and then you should start saving 20 for investments. Yeah. I'm going to get back to investments because somebody in, in, in our group did ask about investments. And I too, that's an area that I know practically nothing about. Um, so we're going to get to the Facebook questions. Okay. So I've asked about the percentages. Now, um, how do we know for sure that we're saving enough? Like if, if you're saving, well, there are people listening to this internationally. So let me use somebody in Nigeria, for example, there's inflation. Uh, how do we save for that? If you save money that you're going to spend for six months and it comes up to, a hundred thousand naira, but then by the time you lose your job, that hundred thousand naira really goes as far as fifty thousand naira, because inflation. Then what? So you have to keep updating your emergency funds. Okay. You have to keep updating it. It needs to be what you can live on for six months at any point in time. So if That's you have hundred thousand in it in January. And by April, you know that you can't survive for six months on 100000 Then it's time right. for you to increase that emergency fund. Right. It's your money. It's your survivor money. It's your getaway money. It's right. your something nasty has happened. Uh, I need to do something. Sometimes it's not even that you've lost your job. It's that your car, you know, something has happened to your car that's not covered by insurance. Right. You know, an emergency that you didn't plan for. Nobody plans to lose their job. So you need to right. think in that light. Some people save up to a year, which is why I say six months because... After six months, I want you to start investing. I want you to start thinking about growing your wealth. But once you've saved that six months emergency, you'll notice that I didn't say stop saving. Right. I said reduce your saving. So now you're saving right. just 10%, but you are still saving something. You're still putting right. something away. Um, For a country like Nigeria, where the currency is a bit dodgy, I actually advise people to try and save in foreign currency. If you can have a non-domestic mm. account that you can save money in, in dollars, right. do it because... The value is um is a currency that's more stable, much much right. more stable right. than the naira, which you can wake up tomorrow and it's completely without value. So right. it's a good idea to, to save in, in in dollars or to save in pounds, which also makes sense for somebody in Nigeria to invest in to make investments in a different currency because they are edging mm. against the naira where the rest of their money sits. Right. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Now, is there such a thing as saving too much money? Yes. Oh. It's possible to save too much money. Um, because when you like? save, okay, uh-huh. so when you save, 
your savings give a certain level of returns because they are um it's a very safe kind of investment when you save money the bank will give you some return on it but the mm -hmm. return you get on savings is never at the level of returns you get on investments right which is why you can have too much savings which is why i said reduce your savings once you have your emergency fund there's no point you still saving 20 percent when you're not investing anything it's better for you to invest if mm -hmm. you have more money invest it put it into different kinds of investments, build a portfolio that allows you to grow wealth in a way that a savings account or money that you put in your, uh, under your bed can never give you returns. But investments can double your money in five years. There are a lot of investments that will double your the money you've put in in 10 years, in right. seven years. And that's better than you just saving away. So yes, it's possible to save too much. Okay. And is the bank account now, apart from not talking about investment, but just money you're saving, the bank account is still the best place to save the money when I'm saving money? I know so some people like to, for example, say they don't believe in the banks. Uh, they want, they'd rather save their money at home. Okay, so saving your money at home is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Don't save your money at home. Um, a bank is not always uh, a savings account. A, a basic savings account is not always the best. Depends on your location. In some countries, you have something called high interest savings accounts. And right. Ha we have that in the US. Yes. There are high interest savings accounts in the US that you can put your money into. Um, in the UK, we have cash ISAs, which allows you to take advantage of tax benefits, and they also have good interest rates. In Nigeria, they have fixed deposits, which you can put your money to and they give you a fixed interest rate on that and you can turn your money around in that fixed deposit mm, okay all right now what about people who are barely able to make ends meet not people who you you talked about that um maybe they don't even have enough to cover at all but let's say these people are covering but by the end they have say someone who makes a thousand dollars a month by the end after spending after putting money toward their spending and whatnot they have maybe like i don't know fifty dollars left so they're technically able to cover all their bills but they have fifty dollars yeah so that fifty dollars needs to be saved and it's time for them to get a second stream of income to get a second um, income mm -hmm. and i think a lot of us we underestimate the skills that we have we don't consider them skills but the internet has allowed us to sell the craziest of skills so we need to make money from those skills there are platforms like fiverr and upwork where you can work virtually as a pa as a virtual assistant from the safety of your home some people need video editing people need i mean vera just talked about how she would go on youtube if she has somebody to edit the video somebody you know so right. there are people like vera loads of people who yeah. need video editing so people need you to just review documents edit it mm -hmm. they need you to do all sorts of things they need you to uh, manage social media accounts they need you to all sorts of roles that you can do virtually now right. exist um in addition to virtual skills there are platforms that now allow you to sell things that you make with your own hands and yeah, they can be like physical etsy. products etsy they can be physical products or they can be digital mm -hmm. i have two books on amazon um Amazon that you can buy. I have a budget and saving book. I have a personal planner that you can buy. These are two products that make me money. They are digital products and they're a sort of mm -hmm. income. You can do that. You can put digital products on Amazon. You can put them on Etsy. You can create things like that with your hands that you can um, then 
sell blogging is a source of income for some people mm-hmm. youtube is a source of income for a lot of people and even though people say that the markets are saturated i disagree there's always a little bit of space a little bit of a niche that you can jump in and make your own money so if you are not earning enough to save it's time for you to think about how you can increase your income that is the only way forward and in the meantime while you are increasing your income you can declutter your space and sell the clutter that you take out of your own space you can sell those things in addition to creating and selling you can sell used goods that you have don't be so quick to chuck your things in the bin you can sell them there are platforms that you can sell things now so mm-hmm. many pre-loved vintage masseri platforms where you can sell used clothing and used things so mm-hmm. you can make extra money from that in addition to selling your skills okay and what if you're in debt do you focus on paying debt off or do you focus on your six months plan so um i would do them side by side if i can if you can pay off debt while building your emergency fund that's fine but at the same time it depends on the interest rate on the debt so if it's a low interest debt Mm-hmm. Something that, and for me, a low interest debt is anything that's less than 5% okay. per annum is a low interest debt because okay. your mortgage is a debt. We are yeah. not going to say because you are paying your mortgage, you are not going right. to save. So right. those kind of debts are things that you can pay off while still right. saving up your emergency fund. If you have a credit card that has zero interest or it's 2% or 3%, you can pay it off while still saving up. Mm-hmm. Um, You can adopt a debt repayment strategy that works. I've got a video on my channel where I talked about debt debt repayment strategies. And so you can adopt the one where you are paying off the smallest loan first Mm -hmm. and then moving on to the bigger ones. Or you can adopt a strategy where you are paying off the more expensive loans or you are paying off the biggest loans. So there are different different strategies you can adopt to pay off debt, but the idea is to pay it off. Now, if you have high interest debts, which are debts over 5% or 10% and so on, Mm -hmm. I always advise people to please pay, pay them off before you do anything else just throw everything you can at that debt and pay it off because mm-hmm. debts those kind of debts they don't go away and they right. grow and the lenders don't want you to pay it off because they're of making money not. off your interest yeah okay and and what if you're behind on bills like you what you you're making you're making money you're trying to save money but you're also behind on bills like your utilities for example when the utility comes and it's hundred dollars you pay 50. so of course by the time they send the next bill they've added a late fee payment on it and you're making payment enough to not get cut off right for them to not cut off your say your lights for example uh but you're still you're still behind on those bills should you then focus all your attention to catching up on the bills or should you still be working on your six months plan of savings so you can't work on a six months plan or save anything if you are behind on bills because bills fall into the category of essentials that need to be covered okay. so you should focus okay. more on essentials sorted in fact other debts can wait so every other debt that you have that does not impact your essentials mm-hmm. you can pay the minimum of them while you sort out your essentials like gas and electricity and also with the gas and electricity or any other utility bill you should call the utility company and let them know that you're struggling you're, you're trying to pay it off you're struggling mm-hmm. and you would like a payment agreement or tell okay. them how you want to pay and that makes sure that while you are paying it off, they're not putting late payment fees on it. They're gotcha. not putting additional interest. Those gotcha. things are the ones that make you unable to pay it off. So you call them up and say, I'm owing you guys $500. I don't have it right now. But what if I pay you $40 every month right. for the next 
12 months and you know 13 months and i pay that off no additional interest can right. we do that they actually prefer that because they are assured of the fact that you are not becoming a bad debt on right. the books right they are assured that they are planning to pay it so they will say yes absolutely 40 dollars every month but you must not miss a payment so you set up a direct debit for that payment mm-hmm. and you make it happen and in the meantime you just focus on that emergency fund is not your priority right now you're just trying to get your bills sorted okay okay and um what are some ways that we're throwing money away and not realizing it okay i know you talked about netflix um if it's not an essential and it's hard to afford but what are some ways that we're wasting throwing money away and not even realizing it one is having more than we need of things so yes, we need entertainment. Okay. But do we do we need Amazon, Netflix, Sky, uh, cable, all the other options? I mean, who's watching five hundred channels a day? Right. So right. it's nice to have one of them, but you don't need three. So it's having too much of things. You know, having twenty pairs of trousers, uh, fifteen perfume mm. bottles, and you take pictures on the table, say getting ready, <laughs> and you've got all these perfume bottles. You have too much of that. That's how you're throwing money away. Oh, you're having too much I don't like this table that you're shaking. <laughs> Too much of things. There are ladies that own ten wigs. You know, you have ten wigs. Different you know, looks now. Different looks. Do you need them? No. You can have three looks. It's about being iconic. I've gone to that point in my life where I wear like one particular kind of perfume and I just buy that perfume all the time. And that's my smell. And if I enter a space, people know that Roke has come. It's become my she brand. has arrived. Yes, instead of you having 20 different bottles of different perfumes, today you smell nice, tomorrow you are smelling like a fish. <laughs> and it's waste, you are wasting money. <laughs> That's one. The other way we waste money is by buying bulk. Interestingly, huh. even though we even though we think we are saving money when we buy bulk, bulk actually is a is a money waster. And I'll tell you why. One, bulk outlets, Costco being an example, are not always cheaper. But because we've gone in thinking we are buying bulk, right? Um, we pull those things off the shelf and we think we are saving money. What we are also doing is throwing money at bulk that could be thrown at debt. Money that could be thrown at paying off credit cards that are earning interest. Mm-hmm. We are throwing them at saving bulk. And at the same time, what you are saving on the bulk, you are probably saving $10, 10 pence, right. even $10, $1, $2. Right. You're saving $1, $2 by buying bulk. But that money that you've spent to save $2, has now cost you $20 on the credit card you didn't pay. Right. So that's one way you're not um, you're not saving because that bulk costs more or it's costing you more. The other thing we buy in bulk is that because you know you have a lot of it, you use it wastefully. When mm. you have 12 rows of tissue, you pull it like this. Because you've got a whole pattern. You can, you're looking at it now. You have 72 rows of tissue. <laughs> In your mind, you're thinking it's never going to finish. It's never going to finish. So you're rolling it and rolling it. But when you have just two, suddenly you are managing it. The same tissue that finishes in a day before, once you are down to the last two, they will not last one week. Right. So that is the thing with bulk. It actually makes it can make it can make you more wasteful. So you need to be conscious of how you buy bulk. I've stopped going to Costco. So I think the last time I was in Costco, even before lockdown was like a year. And I love Costco. I really love Costco. But I realized that when I go into Costco, first, Costco, first of all, I become a mad person. Right. And I'm running around. I'm really happy. Right. The, the right. kind of shopping that makes me happy. I start grabbing tissue as if my destiny is tied to tissue. <laughs> I start grabbing kitchen towels, you know. <laughs> then I, I will buy steaks and right. big, all of those things. And then one day I checked the 
per kilo price of their steak against a per kilo price of Tesco steak. Right. And it was almost twice. Wow. It was almost twice. But because their steak was big and juicy, right. I know they were impacted. Right. I, I get all excited. I go in with plans of spending a hundred pounds at Costco and I've and I'm very I've, I've spent 350 400 wow. 500 pounds at Costco before and that was when I realized that no this is not working right. Costco is not what I think it is yeah wow that's an interesting point you bring up I um last year decided that I'm not good I, I use Sam's Club here for the wholesale uh store decided I wouldn't go to Sam's anymore I won't renew and, and that's the thing there's a membership fee right yeah so I decided I won't be renewing my Sam's Club card because I only at this point have maybe one or two items that I get there. And even that, it's not that I can't get it from anywhere else, but that's the only thing that will take me to Sam's. So I'm like, is it worth it for me to pay $60 every year? I go to Sam's Club. I haven't been there in months now, right? Because wow. I need to get, I need to, the things I need to get, I can get them in other stores. For example, the Ziploc bags, the, the, the freezer bags. I like getting them from Sam's because, you know, there are four, I think, in the box uh, it, instead of getting it from a regular store. So obviously, how often do you think I buy the, the, the freezer bags? Not enough to pay $60 a year to go and buy freezer bags, right? And um, now they just, it's, it's just me and my daughter. I don't buy anything at all in uh, bulk. Right. I don't buy anything at all in bulk because it's just the two of us. So if I buy two loaves of bread, they come to the, because they're it's wholesale, they're two loaves in one bag. I buy okay. two loaves and it's a waste because it's only two of us. And then I might end up throwing half of the bread away because we, we won't get to it soon enough. And I realized this doesn't even make any sense. But there's something about wholesale, like you said. There really is something about wholesale. I used to buy paper towel and tissue when I lived with my aunt. That made sense. That made a lot of sense because there were a bunch of us in the house. And now it's just me and my daughter. And I bought paper towel from Walmart. There were six. We've only used four paper towels between November and March. So I'm like, yeah, it does definitely doesn't make sense to buy. If I bought it from Sam's, where would I even store all this paper towel, right? And then... We don't have enough time. It's, it's like they're just sitting there and we never go through there quickly enough. Yeah. So that's, I would never, if you had asked me ways to save money, I wouldn't even have thought about the wholesale store. But that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense because you really do go in there and want to buy everything, you know? Oh, like yogurt. Oh my God. Instead of five cups, I can get 30? Give me the 30 cups of yogurt. And then... <laughs> Do you want to eat 30 cups? That's the thing. You, that's the thing. You, you'll expire before you get yeah. to it. Yeah. You'll expire before you get to it. And really, if you... I had this um, uh, face wipes. I used to take makeup off, the wet wipes. Uh, that I used to get at a different store. And then I saw it at Sam's, but they had a lot more in the pack. And I considered getting it. I literally looked at how many wipes were in there. And I went on the website at the other store, Walmart is the other store, to check how many was in theirs. And then I, I broke it down on my calculator how much it was per single wipe. And the Walmart yeah. one was cheaper. So I'm like, hmm. But then you don't think about that because the Sam's Club is a lot. Yeah. You think you're saving. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's one thing. Yeah. Okay. Ways to save money. Ways we're throwing away money and not even realizing it. And the thing you said about yeah. the 15 pairs of trap. Please just leave the trap. Just leave that one alone. You know, people, we need <laughs> that table that you're shaking. I don't like it. I went through a period of just buying clothes, buying, 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 buying clothes. I'm, I'm over that period now. 
in my defense, this was after I got separated. So maybe it was emotional spending. And that's actually the thing I want to talk about next. Emotional spenders, because I know for a fact that I am an emotional spender. I don't go and buy things that I can't afford, uh, but I definitely would buy more than I would have. Or I would have bought something that I don't necessarily need. Uh, in the, even just recently, in the past couple of weeks, I spent more money. I like I looked at my account and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Where's the other money? And I looked at all the expenses and I was like, oh shit, that, I did I did all that spending. It was me. I was hoping to see an error, right? Like maybe there, but no, it was all me. I looked at it. I was like, yep, that was me. That was definitely me. And now my emotional spending is at Home Goods. I don't know if you guys have Home Goods in London. So it's a store to sell. You probably like it because you have an interior decorating thing going on. So they like, sell um, TK Maxx, TJ Maxx. Well, and TJ Maxx sells clothes too. Yeah, Home exactly. Sense. The same people own the same people own Home Sense. Yes. Exactly. But this one, I went to Home Goods and they're like my, like I had nothing in my mind I thought of that I needed to buy. It was just, oh, I'm feeling kind of down. Oh, I'm going to go to Home Goods. And I did. And I bought all this stuff. I like the stuff, but if I wasn't feeling down, I would not have been going to Home Goods. And to make it even better, or worse, my daughter doesn't like going with me to home goods because I take too long. So then I'll just drop off at my aunt's house, and then it's just me and my wallet at home goods buying things. Even when I'm going to pay for the stuff, I'm telling the cashier, I don't really need this. And of course, the cashier will be like, Yeah, girl, it's like that sometimes. <laughs> She's not going to tell me to put it back. She encourages me, and I'll buy all this crap and uh, that I don't need, but it feels really good to buy it. So for the people who are like me, emotional spenders who buy things that it's not that they can't afford it, right? It's not that like, I'm not buying, I'm not using my rent money to buy stuff, but it's still stuff. It's still money I could have and should have saved. Uh, What is your advice for us? Apart from telling us to just stop spending, what is your advice? (laughs) Make lists, make lists. Adopt the habit of making lists. So, if, for example, you say you go to I home always have a list. Home I just abandon it to, when I get there. Exactly. So, <laughs> learn not to abandon that list. And if you don't have a specific thing you want to buy, don't go. <sighs> drive past. You say your daughter doesn't like going to home. Yeah. That's she tells me I'm taking too long. Mommy, that's, that's enough. Let's go. No, no. Yeah, take her along because she will stampede you out of the place. That's the problem. Um, one thing I learned how to do was to make a list and give it to my seven-year-old. She hates shopping. So when we're in the shop, she would say, we can't put that in our basket. It's not on our... And you know children, they don't have the right. inside voice. Right. She's embarrassing me publicly and saying, <laughs> not again. And not the shop. Are we going in? What do you want? Why are we going in there? Yeah. You know, yeah. She's done that to me in places before. Yeah. And it's to, it's to do that. Um, adopt the habit of returning things. If you get home and you find that it's not working anymore put it by the door and get ready to return it within the 30 day period right. or the 20th day period that you can return it return it um the other thing you need to do like i said before is to budget and save so if you save before you spend and right. the money is not in your account because it's moved out of your account right. into the saving place where you can't reach it and your account has just hundred dollars what home sense are you going to what right. are you going to there's no money in your account that's the thing if the money is there for you to access you will access it but if the money is not there, because first of the month, you've already taken it out. Right. First of all, it also protects you from people who want to access money that you have. Right. Because if you come to me by 7th of the month and ask me to give you a loan, 
Right. Even if I desire to give you that loan, even if my heart gives you that loan, I don't have the money and I can't access it because I've moved it to a place where it's difficult for me to get to. Right. And so it's no longer mine to spend. It's now money that I need to think twice about pulling out of where right. it is. Right. So it's, it can't go to buy fluff, you know, so which is, you just have to help yourself like that. Sometimes I build baskets online to make myself feel good. I will pile baskets full and admire those things. Sometimes I'll build a 1,000 pound basket, right. which I have no plans for ever checking out. But the building it process is part of emotional spending and it makes me feel good. All the things I would buy if I had $5,000 to, 5,000 pounds to slash on Right. I build that basket and then I would close it. I do that, you know. But you might not want to do that because some people will actually check out. Some people will actually check out. <laughs> some of you guys are gangsters. Some people will actually check you out. Check out okay, okay, you didn't explain it to us. Oh, did you say we should check out? <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear that part about not checking it out. I thought you said we can return it. So I checked out 5,000 pounds. The thing now is that uh, I forgot to return it. Right. So I right. now have 5,000 pounds. No, I'm not telling right. you to check it out. Please right. don't check it out. You know, so you just have to control what's in your account so that you don't have access to money that you can emotionally spend. I completely agree with the part about moving the money because I usually move the money, but this time I didn't. I left it there. Like, oh, I'll move it later. And next thing I'm in the stores buying things I don't need. But of course I had all the phrases to encourage myself in the bad behavior. Like, you know, I know come this life to suffer now. There's only one life to live. Vera, yeah. you deserve it. When, okay, when was the is last it, time? When was the song. last time you bought anything for yourself? And then you think you it's true. It. You sent money to this person and that person. and this. Girl, you deserve, buy something for yourself. You need to decorate your place now. Eh? Okay, this is nice. And for a lot of people, social media doesn't help. You know, you go yeah. on social media and you see these perfect apartments, these perfect yeah. houses. Yeah. You see these perfectly dressed people, yeah. people whose, whose spaces have been beat to a thousand beats. And right. you start ordering make, makeup on Beauty Bear. Yeah. Because like, oh, I need to get foundation. If only I can have the right foundation, right. I have the right lipstick. Right. So we need to also watch what is on our feed. Curate your feed. Right. And you can curate your feed. Who do you follow? You know, if you are following those people with the perfect accounts, with the perfect homes, the uh -huh. spenders, because you think it's going to motivate you. It's not going to motivate you to do, mm -hmm. to live a better life. It's going to motivate you to spend because mm -hmm. you are going to want to match that or you're going to be miserable. Right. You know, and so you need to, you need to, um, keep an eye on that you follow the fashionistas who try on 20 different jackets in one right. video you start feeling like i don't even have enough blazers this person has 20 right what if i saw those can have but if that person is um working with brands right. who are supplying those things some of those influencers they buy those things try them on and they return it right they return it back Very to the store true. because they've they bought it for a purpose, which is right. to make a video. So you don't know the back end of what's going on. Right. You don't know the sponsorship deal behind it. You know, and some people have an access, they have access to the bank of mom and dad that some of us don't have access to. Right. So it basically right. means that you don't, you don't know people's background stories. Right. So social media is not a good place to get motivation from. And you should just try and curate your feed in a way that protects you, which is why Facebook is good. You are less likely to be um, intimidated or pressured right. into purchases on Facebook as compared to a place like Instagram. Instagram. Instagram would totally push you to spend. Yeah. I, I, and I can't even say that that bothers me. Like I, I've never even been on Instagram in a while. I, uh, so even the, when I do see things, that one doesn't bother me. It's, it's me 
for me, it's usually just me. I'm like my own, I'm like my own demon, right? I'm t- one who, if I'm feeling down, if today I'm feeling emotional or I'm like, oh, I didn't get this thing I was supposed to do. I didn't do this. Oh, I know. Let me, let me go to Home Goods. <laughs> let me go to the mall, you know? And I'll tell myself, you're not buying anything. You're just going to go look around. That rarely ever happens. Yeah, there was an altar and I saw a makeup eyeshadow palette. And I really wanted to buy it because there were some colors in there that I liked. That you liked? Yeah, I really, really wanted to buy it. And then I was looking for reasons to convince myself not to buy it. And so I began to Google, is this brand like, you know, is it for like people of color? And I didn't see in the ads, I didn't see black people. So I'm like, well, then I'm not buying it because you're not for black people. So I kept it. But then I got home and I kept thinking about it, thinking about it. Like, you should have just gotten it. Why did you leave it? You really like that makeup palette. And I told Fumi, and Fumi said, all the eyeshadows you have, have you finished wrapping them? I said, no. She's like, then you don't Before need it. Go. I was like, bro, I really like it. She's like, okay. I don't, don't stress my life about eyeshadow. If you want it, go get it. Because what happens is when, when I'm obsessed with something, I'll keep talking about it, talking about it, telling Fumia. And she's the one who has to suffer it. So she's like, don't stress my life about eyeshadow. Go get it if you want it. And I actually went back to the store to get it. And I took a look at it again and then decided I don't actually want it. Like there was like maybe two in there that I liked. And it was an eyeshadow palette of about maybe 15, 20 colors, but there was like wow. two in there that I liked. So I'm like, is this really worth it? You know, when am I even putting this eyeshadow on? On Sundays, sometimes, sometimes. So I'm like, I have a lot of eyeshadows that I haven't finished. And then I want to buy a whole palette because I like two colors in it. So I left it proud of myself. Proud Good. moment there. I so left you talked it. yourself out of I it. I did talk myself well, out well of done. it. Uh, it's well easier. It, w- it was easier at Ulta. And um, I used to be the girl who had the 20 bottles of perfume. I think at the point. Wow. Yeah, I think. No, at my highest, I think there were 60 of them or almost 60. That was years ago. That was way before I had a child. So, you know, <laughs> we're not paying school fees that time. <laughs> so I, I had all these perfumes and they smelled nice. But at some point, they got exhausted. I became exhausted. So I keep to like the ones I really like now, which are like two or three of them and not more than that. Um, but emotional spending, the thing is that retail therapy is real. Like you really do feel better, even though, even although it's a high that you're going to come down from, right? You buy it, you feel good. Eventually you still have to face your demon, whatever it was that was bringing you down is still there. It's still lingering. And so when the excitement of the new stuff disappears, you still have to face you know, the demons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, retail therapy is just, it's all too real. Like, it's retail really therapy real. is also a concept that's been sold to us as a superior form of pleasure, which is not. Retail mm-hmm. therapy makes you feel good. So does exercise. But nobody's selling that to us like something that makes us feel good, are they? No. I mean, because retail you therapy, you get, the, you get the, um, the gratification immediately. You know, you, you go to the store, you buy something. It's like, oh my God, I love this 20th candle that I don't need. It smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know the feeling. And for some of us, it's, it's the dun-dong at the door and an Amazon package just came. Oh my God, the Amazon package. Or something package from one. ASOS or something yes. from one of the big stores that we love to shop yes. up from. Yes. And sometimes I have those kind of moments. And what I've learned to do is to 
um, plan those spending. If I'm going to get pleasure from retail therapy, I'm going to double it by getting pleasure from things I actually need. Mm -hmm. So if there's a plan for me to, um, if there's something that we need, I put it on the list. Uh-huh. And if we plan for it into the next month, and the next month I'm getting myself that pair of shoes, and then I put it into my saved saved favorites on that app, and then I go there regularly to look at it because next month you're coming home with me. But here's and then the scary I plan part: for it. what if what if they run out of your size or color? Then you're like, oh, I need to buy it right now because they could That's run out of my size. So you've, you've, you've now elevated it to a need. It's not a need; it's a want. If you do, if if the shoe runs out. I tell myself it wasn't meant for me. There's another one. Then I look for another one. Or sometimes I put three different shoes in my basket in my favorite and I wait. End of the month, we see who survives. Is they surviving? Do they survive enough <laughs> to survive to come into my house? Because if they don't survive, they've missed out on the race. I mean, it's all it's all in the mind. You just find a way to convince yourself, you know, to not spend that money right. that you have access to. But as much as possible, that's how I do it into a game. Who's going to survive and make it into my house? There's a pair of Dr. Martins, but I've always wanted to own a pair of Dr. Martin's boots and they stayed in my in my basket for six months Mm-hmm. because I kept planning to buy them. I kept I put in a black pair and a multicolored pair, and I said, whoever survives when I uh-huh. have the money is the uh-huh. one I'm going to buy. And when it was time for me to buy, it was the black one that survived. And at that point, I didn't even like the multicolored one oh, anymore. Okay. And it got out of stock. So I bought the black one, and I wore it every day for like, four weeks. And I'm now completely bored with my Dr. Mattis boots. And there's somewhere now I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> this is something I waited six months for, right. and I'm now at that point. And when I was planning to buy it, I was sure it would go with every single outfit. I mean, they're right. Martins. Right. they go with everything. When they arrive, I'm like, oh, they don't actually go with everything. Like, I don't want to look like the girl in boots every day. Right. Like, oh, but the first four weeks I did, and now I'm back to wearing my regular Adidas trainers. You know, I'm a, right. I'm a trainers girl. And yeah. So, but 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 at that time when we want it, it feels like an itch that needs to be scratched. Right. Right. And you just really want it. And right. I don't know. Sometimes you get it and you find out that it's not all that, but it's taking your money. Sometimes you let. It's good to let things stew. Let it stew. I mean, if you want it that much, if it can retain your attention for three months, it's probably worth it. If it can retain your attention for that long, it's probably worth getting. But if it can't retain your attention, if you come back in two months, I said things that are trendy. After like three months, mm-hmm. nobody is wearing that anymore. And I almost bought it. Right. And I think uh, um, there are people like me out there who just want that instant gratification, who want to replace things right now. Like, and, and I know that that's a personal thing for me is, is for example, maybe there t- my daughter has two cups of yogurt left and she really typically eats just one a day. So I don't have to replace it today. Uh, or tomorrow, maybe in two days time. But the moment I realize there are only two cups, it's like, oh my God, I have to go buy yogurt. I have to go buy it right now, 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 now. And then when I'm at the store, oh, look, maybe I could buy this too. Oh, look, maybe she would like this too. And then I end up with a cart full of things that I have a snack cabinet here that I don't know anymore what's in the snack cabinet because there are so many snacks in there that nobody's actually eaten. And she, and you know how kids are. So she's you're interested in one snack today and maybe for this week, that's all they're obsessed with. And then you're yeah. like, okay, she really loves it. I'll go to Sam's Club and buy a wholesale size of it. And then tomorrow, yeah. I don't like the snack anymore. And then now we have yeah. a big box of snacks sitting there. But I have the problem of instant gratification. I want to go buy it. Yeah. And I want to go buy it now. So for those of us who want it and we want it now, 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 now. <laughs> We don't want to wait because it might get sold out. We want it right now. 
right now i had a pair of boots rider boots by the way from vince Camino that i i was sh- I, I i had to have those boots right i'm like man i'll look so good in this model boots mind you it's not like i have a bike it's not i don't even have a leather jacket i don't technically have an outfit to complete this boot but i bought the boots and they're still in the box since wow. yeah i think i bought them when 2021 so maybe 2019 yeah i haven't worn them yet sell them they- no I told my friend who has a motorbike, I was like, you need to bring your motorbike and let me pose on it with my rider boots, <laughs> my motor boots. <laughs> do that. Do yeah, that and they sell me... them. They're so, they're so nice though. They're kind they're sexy. Even Why though, are you going to wear them? I don't know, but they're sexy. You're not, <laughs> you don't want them in two years. You are not going oh, to wear them. God. Sell them, sell them and get your money back. Take a picture with them before you do, but sell them off. I don't know so if it was a good idea way. having you on this episode, Ronke. I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to having think. Fun. I don't. I like it being here. I don't you know. know. Okay, you're with the twenty, perf- 20 yeah. perfume bottles. <laughs> not, that was Vera before. Before Vera two point does not have twenty bottles. If we go into your bedroom now, we won't yes. find six bottles of perfume. What defined bottles? I'm not counting the small, small ones. The regular big small, small ones. The like, samples. Well, not just the samples, the travel sizes. Yes, I'm not compare. I'm not counting travel sizes. Did you did you buy them or you didn't buy them? That's not the point, Ronke. The did point is, I mean, let's. T- how about we we address Facebook questions? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not buying any more perfume. So you have like twenty bottles. Well done. <laughs> You're not You're buying any more perfumes this year, then. No, You're sorted for the year. I've I've really been. I'm proud of myself. I have not been buying perfumes. I really haven't been. I really haven't okay. been. All right. Okay. Let me read you these questions. These are from Facebook. Um, okay. This is from Victor. What is the tipping point? At what ratio of income versus debt do we start saving, or do you pay off? You technically addressed this already, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do we? Let me read. Start from the beginning. What is the tipping point? At what ratio of income versus debt do we start saving, or do you pay off your debt first? Yeah. So I, I kind of addressed that already. Yes. yes. But I should just add that your debt servicing should not exceed 30% of your income. You shouldn't be servicing debt with more than 30% of your income. If you are, you have too much debt. When and you it's time s- for you to pay off. When you say debt, are you counting rent slash mortgage no. in there? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. You're not count- are, you, are you counting mortgage in there? No, I'm not. Okay. What about a car loan? Yes, I am. Okay, all right. So all debts apart from your mortgage... Okay. should not exceed 30% of your income. It's a huge bit, actually, for you to be servicing debt with 30% of your income. You should not exceed that. So if you if you exceed 30% of your income that you're using to service debt monthly, right. you're, um, you have too much debt. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me read another question. Uh, Damask the, the wants your thoughts on stock investment strategies via Ameritrade and the like. Not so much the package work for one k options. I don't know. Um, with with platforms like Ameritrade and Robinhood, you simply invest in stocks and shares, and you leave it for a few years. Okay. I'm not a big fan of forex trading, which is a bit like investment gambling. Um, I believe that if you invest in stocks and shares, you should allow your money to work for you for a few years. Leave it for five years, at least three years, um, before you try and sell it off. 
you should invest in the stocks and shares of companies that you have researched well, whether mm-hmm. you're doing it on Amitrade or Robinhood or whatever you're doing it from. In, research those stocks and shares well before you put your money into it. That same thing applies to funds and bonds. Now, stocks and shares have a higher risk rate than bonds and funds. So just be aware of that and consider your own risk appetite before you put your money to investing on those platforms. A lot of those platforms have sprung up in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit wary of them. But in the UK, we have the benefit of them being, a number of them being regulated by the financial service authorities mm-hmm. so that if anything happens to your money, the government is liable for it for up to 75 or 80,000 pounds. So if I was okay. investing on those platforms in the UK, I wouldn't put in money beyond what the government can give me right. back. So right. I wouldn't put a hundred thousand pounds on any of those platforms. I would put in sixty at most. Once okay. my investment hits seventy thousand pounds, I'm not putting any more money into them okay. because I want to be able to get that money back if anything happens to that right. investment platform in future. Right. Okay. I feel like we need an episode dedicated just to investments um and stocks and bonds and all these things. Uh, yeah. Fumi is asking, can you give us an investing one-on-one crash course? So I run an investing masterclass every other month. And the next one is in April and it's on the second Saturday in April. So not Easter weekend, but on the 10th of April, which is the weekend after Easter, I have an investing masterclass, which I run on Zoom. And if you come on my Instagram account, I always provide details. You can buzz me on my Instagram account to register. You can, there's a link on my Instagram account, which you can register with on my YouTube channel. I've got a whole video where I talked about the investing masterclass and that masterclass I break down it's a crash course on investing what to buy where to buy it what you need to do before you buy what you need to do after you've bought it how to decide what to invest in how to decide what kind of accounts to invest through and all of that it's a three-hour intense course on a Saturday oh, wow. via Zoom and so I'm inviting all of you guys to come on the course I, I charge a small fee um, mm. for that course and I would love to have you guys on there Okay, um, we're gonna get the details of the course uh, and add it. And if you're in our in our Facebook group, which Ronkia, you're in it, I am. The pe- yeah, the people in there are, they're not completely sane, apart from me, of course. Everybody else there, they're, they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody else in there, they're not okay, but I'm okay. And okay. if you're, <laughs> if you're not part of the group, you should definitely join us in the group because Absolutely. we have all kinds of conversations. But we're gonna put up information or oh, okay you put it up actually in the group yes i will uh, f- i will for people to yeah. join the course if they want to and uh we have one another question this i i responded to this question and said nonsense but i'll ask it to you anyway this is from pajay in the group and his his question is on money and relationships will my woman stay if i join sman the stingy men association of nigeria that's between you and your woman. <laughs> one, thing that, one thing I said to the girls that came to the session I had just before this conversation was this. Don't put a man in charge of your money. It doesn't matter how much you love him. It doesn't matter how good the dick is. Don't put a man in charge of your money. And so I'm saying this to you as a man. Have your own money. If you want to be stingy with it to your lady, that's between you and your lady. She will leave you at the end of the day. But that's that's for you to find out. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you that. But you will find that out. 
<laughs> Wait and see. Wait, what do you mean by don't put a man in charge of your money? Do you mean like if you own a business, don't put him... If you own a business, if you are working, you should be in charge of your own pension. You should be in charge of your own investments. Statistics have shown that women are great at budgeting and saving, but we leave men to do investing and pension. The two things that impact our future, the two yeah, things that allow yeah. us to grow wealth. But if you want to find out who knows where the deals are, who knows where the cheap things are, who knows where the codes are, who knows where to get all the buy one, get one free. It's always women. Right. Men don't concern themselves with that, but they know where to hustle, where to invest. They know the next new investment thing. They know about right. Bitcoin. They know about crypto. They know about right. Forex. They know all of those things about buying stocks and shares. But women, we don't invest, interest ourselves in that. And so even if you're in a relationship with a man and both of you have joint income, you leave the man to run the investments and you have no idea what the investment is, right. where your money is going. And that shouldn't be the case. Um, a man should not be in charge of your future because your future is yours to decide. And so you should be in charge of your own investment and pension. And that's on period. Okay, Ronke. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ronke. This has been a great hour with you, Ronke. I was hoping yeah, to keep yeah. this under an hour and I have succeeded in keeping it awesome. under an hour. You guys, if you have more questions, Ronke is always available. If you're in the group, feel free to tag her if you have a question or uh, reach out to her privately. So Ronke, as people are listening, they like what you're saying, they need to connect with you. Where can we find you? You can find me on YouTube. Just type in Ronke Odewumi into YouTube and I will come up. You will see a lot of yellow. That's my channel. You can also find me on Instagram. Same name. Type in Ronke Odewumi. I'm there. I'm on Twitter. Ronke Odewumi. I'm on Facebook. At the same time, Ronke Odewumi's page on Facebook is how you will find me. So I'm on all of these platforms. You can find me. You can also send me an email at ronkeodewumi at gmail.com. Same name at gmail.com. Just my name in one word at gmail.com. You can send me an email to find me. Thank you, Ronke. So um, if you guys didn't get that, I, I have the links in the show notes. So you can just browse through that, click on anyone and connect with Ronke. Ronke, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I'm glad we finally got around to having this conversation. Same here. And Same here. Uh, I, I hope to have you on next time. Maybe you can tell women more about what men should not be doing with their money. <laughs> that would be fun that would be fun no women money and relationships is an intersection there is an, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah so it'd be great to have you on thank you so much for your time Ronke. i really You're really welcome. appreciate it okay i'm glad i could come awesome did you enjoy what you just heard did it make you question all your answers i know no, me too. The I Am African podcast is proudly powered by Verastic. Thank you for letting me be in your ears today. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, review, and share this podcast and do it with aggression. Now, if you have a brilliant idea or you know a brilliant mind for this podcast, please let me know at IamAfricanAtVerastic.com. Please connect with I Am African on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, our Facebook group is popping. I mean popping. Now, they're not all sane in there, I'll tell you that, but they are brilliant. And you can find the links to all the social media in the show notes, or you can just type in I Am African Podcast. 
And you can find me too at Verastic Everywhere. Once again, I am your host, Vera Ezimora. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Now you can go on dancing. <laughs>